Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. This week, we're going to be focusing on reaping what we sow as we wrap up our series, Unashamed. Alrighty, so taking us on this journey this week, I'm your host, Cody Leekan, and I'm joined here with Joe. I'm back. Yep back again and we are so grateful for that so this series we're wrapping up this week this is the last one of a four-part series that we've got um for me yep for me one of the great highlights that we had in this series was was it was one or two weeks ago where we talked about the woman who spent the last like what decade working to forgive the person who murdered her friend growing up and just the feelings that she was harboring with that for me, hearing that story really just helped take the text mm-hmm. and being like, yep, that's something that the Bible tells me to do. And then yeah. getting to see it done and acted out on such a, a big level in just our own church and our own church body. Yeah. You know, that was really what that was like a miracle that happened right before our eyes. The really? five o'clock service that weekend, I just shared. And again, all, the, all we knew was that the letters were sent, they yeah. were received but they weren't answered. And then someone in the five o'clock service of that, um, of that weekend said, hey, I work with the prison uh, board here. What? And uh, that, uh, the, the guy you talked about, the guy who's in prison, he couldn't write back to her because she's a victim. And oh. there's restrictions against that. And so what ended up happening is she said, I can work with Amy to try to restore them and to begin the process. And so Amy, Amy Fuel, who's that, that woman who's shared that story with me, she is going to begin that process. And it's around a year-long process of, uh, again, reconnecting with that person and perhaps reconciling with them. I didn't even know about that. You didn't. I just I put that okay. down because well, that was one of the story things got that, better. Like, yeah, it just it was for me one of the big takeaways where I was it brought it to life. That's right. It's the scripture living and breathing and active in our own congregation, and to hear that it's still moving. That's right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the other aspect of this series that really was good for me was working on my view of my body and how I'm using it for God's glory, and in a particularly busy and tiring season with an infant and a mm-hmm. toddler yep. and just all of the things that are going on and just feeling like, oh man, I just, I'm not enough. Like I don't have enough to keep going and to keep doing this work and just feeling extra tired. Sure. It was that breath of fresh air to remind me of like, yep, well, that's not even my body. Mm-hmm. So what's it matter that it's tired? Because doing the work of God is greater than being just a little bit tired. That's right. And so it was just a, a great encouragement as we go. So Joe, as we're wrapping this series up, how has your view of when we started a couple weeks ago and talked about what you were hoping the series would do, how has that changed or how has that come to more fruition than you thought? Or like, Yeah. Okay. So uh, for me, the picture of being unashamed is living a life without regrets. And so we looked at the key areas in life where we have regrets. Last week was our bodies. Yeah. There's a ton of body shame that people deal with, and even Christians that I know. Yeah. And so how Christ offers freedom in that and how he calls us to live with integrity with our bodies. And that was really important for, for us to have the conversation about. Even though it was uncomfortable, um, it, we yep. needed to have that. Secondly, revenge. Revenge is another thing. I thought things, I did things, I said things that were out to you know, tear down someone, not build them up. Yeah. And so how do we get 
relief with forgiveness. And then this week, this week, we're really going to be looking at being unashamed with the whole purpose and the result of our lives, the harvest. And so Paul is going to teach us in Galatians 6 that a man reaps what he sows, and we're going to be looking at that picture of what is the end result, no regrets at the end of our lives. What, what do we want that to look like? Yeah, what a great way to bookend this as we go. So as we mentioned earlier, we're focusing in on Galatians 6, specifically narrowing in on verses 6 through 10, looking at mm-hmm. sowing and reaping, and just what a timely message for me. So after we went through the run-through just a short bit ago before recording this, um, in your message, you're focusing in on the sowing and the reaping the word in our own lives, in our only daily devotional time. And so this week as I was going, I was reading in Spurgeon's commentary on Galatians. Mm-hmm. I always want to say my friend Spurgeon, but I don't yes. really know him. Yeah, you, but, you read him so much, he's like <laughs> I've read friend, him so much, right? he's like my friend. But uh, he, he has a really good quote that I want to read real quick. It says, The Lord has put each of us into a position where there is something we can do that nobody else can do, and we're bound to do it. And to not begin thinking of how little others do or how much others do, but to say to our Lord, what will you have me do? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's that last bit of the quote, what will you have me do? When coupled the message this week about uh, sowing and going forward with the harvest, even if we can't see it right away, because mm-hmm. the the analogy where the farmer like goes and he plants the seeds and it looks like a barren field, but the seeds are there, was just something that was really timely for me to evaluate. Like, why am I getting disheartened when if I'm opening God's word and it's like, well, today it didn't really, nothing jumped out. Like, yeah. I didn't break down crying. And so yeah. for me, it was a really good reminder of that. So can you share with us the, the direction you're going with Ephesians, or sorry, Galatians, Galatians, Galatians 6, 6. That's right. Yeah. So Paul is talking about um, three eternal things that will bear fruit in our lives. And if you even look at how the word takes root and how it is applied and understood in our lives and experienced in our lives, it's the word of God by the spirit of God in the people of God. Hmm. So those three things are what we're to sow. We're to sow the word of God in our lives. We're to know it, understand it, study it, meditate on it, memorize it, so that we know the heart of God in his word and the call of God in what we're to do with the word in obedience. Yeah. Secondly, we're to be led by the spirit, not by the flesh. And to be led by the spirit ultimately means that the character of Christ is going to be formed in us by the spirit. And so we're always to be sowing the character of Christ. Who is Jesus? That means we know him from the word, but we also experience him by following and obedient to his commands and to love him and to love one another. And the third one is in the lives of people, and that's uh, where we're to share and sow the love of God to the person in front of us. And once we do that, it's the harvest that God pours into our lives, and there will be a harvest for each of us. Uh, as we pour our lives and as we sow the word, the character of Christ, and God's love for others. Awesome. So this week's passage, you're kind of hinting at it in that background. What is it teaching us and telling us about God and his heart for our lives and what we should be doing? Yeah, so Paul refers to the church as God's field. We're God's field. We're uh, the soil in which the word is planted into which the character of Christ, we have the mind of Christ, Paul says, that we have. Uh, And so we're to be the church that reflects and is bearing fruit in this world, in a dark and uh, famined world. We're to bear the fruit uh, of God's word through the Spirit in the lives of people. 
Yeah. Awesome. So as you're going through <laughs> farmer analogy, you're going through yes. the weeds, trying to sort out what are the going to be the truths that we bring out this weekend and what is this scriptures telling us and trying to narrow that down into a timely manner. What extra stuff did you find that is helpful for this passage, yeah. but just couldn't make the time? Okay. So I didn't have the time to go into, and a lot of people are curious about what's going to happen at that final harvest mm. when Christ returns. And in Matthew 13, he gives this parable. I mentioned the parable, but I don't spend a lot of time dissecting the parable. And I spent time doing that. And so it says that the reapers will be the angels, mm. and those who sowed the weeds in that field were demons or sons of darkness, as it's called okay. in the scriptures. And so what is this epic supernatural battle that's going to take place yeah. between good and evil, God and Satan, demons and angels? Mm. And it's uh, what what's going to, what's that going to look like? And I'm always fascinated by end time stuff too. So yeah. I want to go into a deeper study onto that and that's, but I'm not going to be able to share any of that in my message. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's spot on. I mean, how many books nowadays are all of end times, dystopian yes. future? It's, it's really interesting stuff. And it so is. it is, but we will be accountable to the Lord. Yeah. And Jesus said that, um, you know, right now we're not, the, to be the group that judges. We're to be the people who um, who um, just try to bear that fruit in, yeah. the, in the field and let God do that so that we aren't the people just uprooting even yep. the good fruit. And so we're to be that group of people, that Christ, of Christ followers, who are always looking forward to that harvest and seeing how God's Word is bearing fruit in us. Yeah, that's so true. So as we take this passage and we work on uh, applying it into our lives, we got a couple questions here. Okay. And so the first one is, how am I the soil the Word can grow in? Okay, that's maybe an awkward question. I mean, yeah. to recraft that for the weekend. But am I the type of soil that when God, the Word of God hits it, it's good and it can bear fruit? And I look at that in my life and... Um, there's, there's issues that can be resistant to the word in my life. It can be distracted from other things. I think my largest issue is distractions, mm. other distractions rather than God's word. So I can be reading God's word and spending time in God's word, but immediately I'm just distracted by something else. So I don't meditate on God's word. Yeah. And so I want to be someone where, um, God's word can get planted into the depth that will allow to bear good roots and then ultimately bear good fruit. Yeah, man, I, I resonate with that as I look at how the soil in my life and what I'm like mm -hmm. producing, it can seem like it's so hard to just take that moment and settle down. And so I feel rushed coming into my time with God's word and then rushed to get out of it because there's always the next thing. Like yeah. the, the notifications start piling up, the emails start coming in or the kids start screaming. And yeah. so it's just, it's just, it feels very rushed. And so for me working on that soil to make it ready to receive God's mm -hmm. word ahead of time, during, and then after is something that I, I've got to be working on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next question we've got, in what ways am I like or unlike Christ? Okay, so if this is um, the forming of my, of my life to, be, um, to reflect the image of God, then um, 
the image of Christ, excuse me, then I, I just take time each day to think, in, in what way, or spirit, remind me of ways that I'm, I'm modeled or I reflected who Jesus is to, the, to myself and the world around me. And I'm able to jot down a few things there, a word I said, an encouragement I said to someone. Mm-hmm. And I don't do this to pat myself on my back. On the, on the, my back. I, just, I just do it so that I can go, yes, Lord, thanks for showing that to me. This is what I'm uh-huh. learning about, your holiness. Yeah. And, and then the second one, in which areas am I unlike Christ? I can point down one or two areas where I went, boy, yesterday I lost my patience. I lost my patience with myself with my dog, <laughs> with, my, with my child, yeah. with a person I work with. Uh, I'm more angry. I'm less patient. Um, and, and so that I can call that out. God calls that out in that. And it helps me then to just, lead, again, put right in its rightful position the character of Christ in my life. And that's what I want to come through my life. That's what I want to reflect. Yeah. Seeing the, the peace and the patience of Christ coming out. That's right. I like that idea of writing it down to be able to then reflect on it. Yeah. Because I feel like oftentimes like the the simple stuff of like adding extra patience Mm -hmm. for people who just need a little bit more patience like in traffic. It's easy for me to remember the times of which like I lost my cool because you cut me off instead of remembering like, okay, I didn't lay on my horn this time because they are, they don't know where they're going. It's, they might be having an off day and Remembering that. Yeah. So. The, the like and the unlike Christ is a good exercise because yeah. if you only focus on the unlikeness, you're only just pounding on yourself for the yep. day. And then if you're only looking at the likeness of Christ, you might be ignoring a blind spot that the Spirit could call out for you to be better formed into the image of Christ. Yeah. That's good. All right. And so the last application question we've got for today, how am I open to sow God's love to the person in front of me? Why don't you start with that one? Okay, so this might be a little unconventional, but I've been really inspired by the show Bluey. Okay, Okay. it's a cartoon animation. The episodes are seven minutes with credits and the intro video for kids. But what I love about the show is how it takes the dad and turns both parents, but the parents are super into the imagination play they've got with the kids. And so for me, as I'm looking at the sowing God's love and patience for the people in front of me, I've got an energetic little toddler who Mm -hmm. just wants to play all the time and I'm running out of ideas of what to do and just feeling like exhausted. And so that starts to come out and my shortness with her and just not showing her God's love, like outpouring from me. But the show has really given me more ideas of how I can incorporate play and showing her love and also getting some of that energy out. And so for yeah. me, being more like Bluey's dad has mm-hmm. helped me start to show like God's love to the person in front of me, and that's my family. Yeah. And so I've noticed that when I'm doing more of those play and those games and trying to engage her in that way, mm-hmm. that I do have more capacity to be patient. Sure. Because now it doesn't seem as demanding, as needy when she's like, hey, let's play, because she's getting that fulfillment. Yeah, that person right in front of you is so key, right? Because I can't pick and choose who's that person going to be. That is God's work, and that's what he can control. It's what am I doing with that person? Now, think about this. If this really is true, which I believe it is, (laughs) that God puts the person in front of me, then he's looking for me to bear fruit 
through the person that he puts in front of me. Yeah. He's saying, I, who am I going to love today? How am I going to love him? I'm going to put him in front of Cody. I'm going to put him in front of Joe. They know me. They've received my love. They're living in my love. And so they're the best person on the earth that I <laughs> yeah. could put in front of them. I could seat next to them on an airplane. I could put in front of them to take a toll from you or, yeah. or to sell you gas or to drive in front of you or to beg for food beside you. Mm. Those people are the ones that we have to be willing to say, how can I reflect the love? Even if, even if we don't stop when we're driving our cars, but we pray for them. Yeah. We can pray for them. That person needs a relationship with God. That person needs to know that God will supply their needs. When you see someone, then in your, uh, when you're aware of what God is doing, then you can be available to what God wants you to do in those environments. But it's a whole different perspective than if it's all about me and yep. it's it, and that I'm the most important person in the universe. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Joe, any final thoughts? Or would you like? To- I I just want to encourage everyone the the potential of this message with everyone is that they would be in the Word and the Word would be transforming them through the power of the Spirit to look more like Jesus, and that the depth of that relationship will overflow to loving the person God puts in front of you. Mm-hmm. So if all of us just understood this and ran the play, yep. that I'm going to sow the word, I'm going to sow the spirit, which moves me to look more like Jesus, and I'm going to love the person in front of me, this world would be different. Yeah, Transformation would happen in Topeka if just Fellowship Bible Church lived with this awareness. And so that's what excites yeah. me. I have the gift of exhortation, so yep. I'd love to see this happen in our body. That That's what I love to wake up on Saturday and Sundays and get to know him yeah. preaching the word that's awesome all right will you pray for us as we I'd conclude our time father thank you for just giving us a great image in galatians 6 of what you're doing and uh give us a heart for your word give us a greater appetite to be in it to know it to understand it to apply it to obey it give us a deep deep love for jesus and a desire to look more and more like him and a trust of the spirit over the flesh to do what only you can do to transform us into the image of Christ. And then, Lord, give us a heart, not just for ourselves, but for others, that moves in and uh, receives the person you have placed right in front of us as a gift from you and an opportunity to reflect your love. And may we be different. May our city be different, our church be different as we follow you in this area. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So for my specific seat on the bus, as far as what goes on for Bethlehem Experience in the greeting and ticketing teams, Mm -hmm. I've been blown away by the response so far of people signing up. So it's been amazing. Keep up the great work on signups because those are open now. A little selfish plug, greeting and ticketing. We'd love to have you there (laughs) and serving. That's an easy thing a community group can do. Yep. You guys could sign up and greet and welcome people and... Get them checked in. That would be super helpful. Signups are open. Links in the email. And for couples who are watching this, Cupcakes and Comedy coming up October 28th. It's coming up super fast. Want to get your tickets and get registered for that now. With that, that's all I've got for today. We'll see you guys again next time. Bye-bye.